Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast of The Invisible World of Jeremy Jones, where it's not so much about how to live your best life, but how to show up and live your life. Thanks for joining. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a land that I heard of once in a lullaby. Somewhere over the rainbow, skies are blue, and the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. Someday I'll wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me, where troubles melt like lemon drops. Away above the chimney tops, yeah, that's where you'll find me. My podcast here is about powerful lessons and insights we learn from nature. How can I learn and share my invisible world? And today, based on that smashing intro song, you guessed right that today is about rainbows. Tell me, what do you do when you are with someone and you see a rainbow? This is going to be really awkward silence here if you don't say anything. There's no right answer. Just shout it out or you can whisper if people are around you. Just tell me, what do you do when you see a rainbow when you're with someone? You ignore it and neither of you say anything. (laughs) That never happens, right? I mean, you can be like in the middle of a tennis match and someone is like, whoa, whoa. The ball goes whizzing by. Guys, check out that rainbow. And everyone's cool with the game stopping. It's awesome. To me, a rainbow is a breath of divinity arching through our souls, inspiring us to connect with the beauty, energy, and the power of being in harmony with all the colors of the now, of this moment. Let's salt and pepper in some science. What is a rainbow? Rainbows are a result of refraction and reflection of light. The light enters moisture and is bent, reflected, creating the color pyramid. In order to see a rainbow, sunlight must be behind the viewer, and the viewer must be at exactly 42 degrees, and this creates an optical effect, meaning rainbows don't actually, they don't, they don't exist in the physical world. It's not located somewhere physically in a part of the sky. I, mean, I remember I was 11, and my buddy across the street who lived in the greenhouse We saw a rainbow one afternoon, and we decided to chase it. We didn't actually believe there would be gold at the end, but, you know, it would be foolish not to double-check. By the time we bicycled and hustled all the way over to the Jewel Wetlands, the rainbow looked, well, it looked pretty much the same distance. How is that? And then soon after, the rainbow disappeared. Ah, that dang leprechaun is mighty slippery. Hmm? The center point of the rainbow is called the antisolar point. It's the opposite of angle of where the sun is shining. And because rainbows don't exist in the physical world, I mean, no one actually sees the same rainbow because everyone is looking from a different horizontal point and therefore has a different antisolar point. What you are seeing is an individual optical effect from our own angle. So we see a different and unique rainbow. Now, other than the rainbow colors you see in the refraction through the optical effect, did you know rainbows have invisible parts? 
Ah, see, you are believing me that the invisible world exists and is actually more powerful than the visible five sensory world. Above the red stripe is infrared radiation and below the violet stripe on the other spectrum is ultraviolet rays, radio, x-ray, and gamma rays. Rainbow scientists use spectrometers to study these invisible rainbow stripes. There's also other phenomena like double rainbows and triple rainbows and so forth. The light hits the water and bends into an, an arch. Well, technically, rainbows are full circles. So you can see this in the sky. If you are on a plane, it's not an arch. Right? It's, it's a circle. It's another one of those illusions that we talked about in episode one. You know, I've spent my whole life knowing that a rainbow is an arch. I mean, come on, it's common knowledge. Everyone knows that. Huh, turns out they are circles. Because of these reasons, it means the rainbow you see is different from the one your neighbor sees down the street. They have different anti-solar points, like we said. It's even different from the one that someone sees when you're right next to them driving in the car. Only you can see your rainbow. You can be so mesmerized and energized by your beautiful rainbow. Somewhere over the rainbow where your dreams lie. You know the place where your dreams actually do come true when you wish upon a star. So it's normal that someone can't see your rainbow, your dream. Why are you buying that business? Why did you choose that school? Why are you going into real estate? It's so competitive and saturated. There's no good deals left. Why do you or don't you take honors classes? Why aren't you going to college? Why would you rather stay at home with your kids than have a career? Believe in your path, your rainbow or rain circles, whatever they are. Believe where you are going boldly. Because you are the beholder of your rainbow, it's okay. It's okay if your parents or your spouse or your friend doesn't see it, doesn't see all your colors. You know what you are striving for at the end of your rainbow. And it's nice when someone says, wow, your podcast is so amazing. I mean, how do you do it? Wow, it's a genius. Uh, Your job is so important, prestigious, cool. You're the funnest parent on the block. You're the best decorator I know. Or hold up, hold up. You just made how much on that piece of property? Whoa. Those are always nice cheers, and I'm learning to, I mean, it's okay to welcome them, but I'm not going to be dependent on them. I don't need others' approval, but I must have, I must have mine. Trust what you see and see what you see. One day in February, along comes this guy, February 1847, and he's like, you know what? My rainbow is not candle-powered. Mine is electric, baby. I got these things called light bulbs all over it. He's trying to work with electricity and invent the light bulb. Fails 200 times. People are like, dude, I just don't see a rainbow, bud. After 500 times, Thomas Edison failed with his light bulb inventions, and people are like, oh, don't mind the crazy guy over there. And he's like, no, I'm not failing. I'm successfully finding ways that don't work. Over a thousand failures then until he gets his rainbow, until he gets the thin platinum filament and the glass vacuum bulb in his Menlo Park, New Jersey lab to light up. Oh, man. Can you picture in your invisible world when the warm filament lights across his face that first time? Good thing he didn't listen to the doubters. Sometimes the biggest doubter is in our own invisible world. 
you're too small, we tell ourselves. I mean, who are you to invent this? Thousands of years prove electricity is impossible. Get with the program. And what are you doing? Thomas Edison said, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is to try just one more time. Just one try. You don't have to try a thousand times. That's not what Mr. Edison said. He didn't say you have to try a thousand times. He said just, just one more time. We can do that. We can do that. Even after his historic world-altering discovery, the bulb only burned for a few measly hours. But he kept steady on the light from his rainbow, his binoculars zooming in even closer, not panning around for a distraction. I don't need to have a great podcast. I just need one burning episode that lights me up. You don't need to be a real estate mogul. You just need one good deal. Then that moment is over. And from there, you just need one good deal again. You don't need an awesome marriage, just one romantic day. So simple. Persistence really does beat resistance. Each of his failed light experiments, it wasn't throwaway moments. They were steps, building blocks to illuminating the next move, a step closer to the light bulb. The fight with your spouse, it can be a step closer toward unity, if you know where your rainbow is. I have a friend who was in his late 30s, and he wanted to be a lawyer. Graduated law school at 40. 40, come on. Well, that's just silly. It wasn't silly to him. There's this other guy going around. He's going around selling a recipe for chicken, Colonel Sanders, and he's, he's in his 60s, right? People are like, you want me to pay how much for that recipe? And you're so old, too. I mean, we're cooking our, our own chicken over here. We got it. You know, thanks. But he followed his rainbow. I know others who are in venture capital and now are singing or being a counselor. See, some rainbows, we make it there and we enjoy it. Some rainbows, we don't make it there. And we're just grateful that we got to enjoy looking at them while we did. Without fail, rainbows always burn off. They change. The sun changes. It rains. It's temporary. The other rainbows come and we can enjoy them one at a time. Now, why do we stop? We stop everything. We're in the middle of this tennis match. You're in the middle of a great conversation down the road. And you're like, ooh, look at that rainbow. We stop everything we're doing because we know the moment is fleeting. We know it's so temporary. Soon the clouds will shift or the sun will burn off the moisture and the rainbow moment will be gone forever. Look, now, hurry, look over there. See it? We drop everything to be in the moment with the rainbow. What can we drop to be even more in our moments? Well, we can drop thinking too much of the future, since that's not real, and drop the depression and anxiety of past mistakes and pain, since that moment has already passed. We can drop our mistakes. I can, I can love myself more and be my biggest fan instead of my biggest critic. We can drop the once upon a time stories we tell ourselves. Remember that from the last episode? We can also drop the stifling, tricky illusions we tell ourselves. 
we can drop the, oh, you're too small for this or that voice. There's more dirt to brush away on this bone, so jot it down, and let's come back to this later, okay? I'm just going to come out and say it. I am a hottie. I mean, I was a hottie. You can see it, right? Except for not that kind of hottie. The H-O-D-D-Y hottie, as in a hod tender. My first year of college, I was looking for work. I was living in my sister's barn at the time. Oh, yes, the beloved granary, as we called it, outfitted with windows and electricity. It wasn't as bad as you were thinking. It was pretty good. Uh, that's a whole other episode. It was great. And I was scraping and sewing together whatever money I could find. And so my buddy's dad had a brick construction company. Oh, man, hard work, hot sun, lots of bricks. So my buddy says, dude, come over here and work with us and be a hottie like me. A hot tender is the official title they give to a brick mason assistant. We're talking major grunt work. A hottie carries the concrete bags and mixes the mortar mud and wheelbarrows, builds the scaffolding for the masons. And if a mason is up high, the hottie does this real challenging move. I never quite got it down where he scoops up mud on a shovel and then lands it without splashing 10 feet up on a little two by two square board. Trust me, it's harder than it looks. The hottie also grabs these brick tongs that snap up seven bricks at a time and then stacks the dry brick on the scaffolding for the mason to lay. And oh, oh, there's one other little part of the job. You have to make cuts on the brick. So when the mason is building an arch or a corner or design, he takes a piece of chalk and draws how to cut the brick. And then he yells, cut! And the hottie who is running around with mud and wheelbarrows and tongs of bricks is supposed to drop everything and sprint over to the mason, who then throws the brick to the hottie, who rushes over to the diamond blade saw. Oh, man. Cut! I still have nightmares about that. Cut! Ah, I hated the cuts. Oh, the cuts. The diamond blade with the water spraying and sparks of the brick. and oh, The first day I almost lost my finger on that monster saw. I was done from that time on. Anytime I heard cut, I hurried and grabbed a shovel or a wheelbarrow or ducked behind the pallet of bricks. Man, I like my fingers, okay? I only lasted three weeks, but the lessons stay with me. Okay, so why share the embarrassing story about being a hottie that only lasted three weeks until the boss man came to me, my buddy's dad, and he was like, thank you, but we are no longer in need of your services. It was such a classy way to get fired. Why? Because I learned truckloads observing the Masons. We'd build big custom houses and office buildings. And guess how many bricks these expert Masons laid at a time? Yep, one. One brick at a time. They'd lay the mortar with the trowel and then strategically place the brick. They'd get their ruler out and measure it. And then another brick, then the ruler. Then they'd have one awesome row. Then I'd come throw more mud on the board and it would splash across their perfect row and turns out they didn't like that very much all this effort all these saws and the hotties and the masons and the bricks and the mortars and the houses and the office and the trucks the whole enterprise filtered down to one brick at a time they'd lay it down tap it left tap right nudge here they'd stare at it wow wow that that's a hell of a brick straight set then one more 
They just stayed in that moment with the single brick, just like the Great Wall of China. Do you have any guess how long that wall is, by the way? It's 13,171 miles. I mean, the equatorial circumference of the earth is 24,901 miles. So the China wall is over half the distance around the earth. Your next question is what? Jeez, how many individual bricks is that? 3,873,000,000 individual bricks. I guess that's why you can see it from low earth orbit. Technically speaking, you can't see the Great Wall of China from outer space. That's just a common illusion. How did they build it anyway? You got it. That huge, enormous wall. They built it one moment at a time. Just like capturing that rainbow in its single temporary moment where we all stop, stand back, and say, Wow! Wow! That's a hell of a rainbow. You run inside. Hey, check out this rainbow, this moment. Let's, let's capture it. Then instead of going back inside into the next single moment of our lives of meditative awareness, right? instead of that, we try to throw up a whole row of bricks all at once and it's crooked and we get stressed and overwhelmed and the row isn't straight and maybe some hottie isn't showing up for cuts or someone spills mud on your bricks that were straight and then you have to stop and we got to wipe them down. And it's not going to happen all at once. And that's okay. That's even good. Want to have world-class health? You don't start with 100 push-ups. Right? You start with one well-placed push-up. Fighting a fierce illness or depression or addiction, right? you don't have to beat it. Just place one good day. Just nudge it in. Tap it. Get the ruler out. Boom. Then do another one day. Place it in. Generously mortar it together with your invisible mortar of faith, courage, patience, creativity, and love. Guess what? These brick masons, truth is, sometimes they, they messed up. You know, not just me. And some bricks were merely good enough. Not perfect, but good enough. Some were totally off. So they took those off and laid it again. Sometimes it wasn't their fault, right? A hottie came by and spilled mud from a shovel. It rained. It just it's nobody's fault. It just rained, and then it didn't set right. And that's okay. If they focused on one brick at a time, eventually, eventually it was a beautiful house. If they focused first on a beautiful, complete house, they hurried through, and the bricks got sloppy, and it was stressful. And so instead, we just did we just one well-placed brick. Interested in having millions? Well, save money one day at a time. Want to grow your business? Then blow the mind off one good customer. Win, win one ideal customer. And you don't win them once, right? You win the business every time you interact with them. Now, things may totally suck right now with your spouse. It could be all drabby and thorny. But can you make today a well one-placed day? I mean, you may be overwhelmed by your kids. Can you make a one brick day with them? I mean, maybe you're crushing your business right now, explosive growth, and you need to hire a bunch of people. You don't need to hire 15 people for your business. You need to hire 15 well-placed employees one at a time. Tap, tap, you know, nudge, nudge. You don't lose 40 pounds. You lose 
a pound at a time. No one wakes up having worked out the day before and stands in the mirror and is like, who is this person that just lost 40 pounds? I, I don't even recognize myself. You make a great podcast, one you can see from space. One well-placed episode at a time. Tap here, tap, tap, nudge, nudge, adjust this, look back, yeah. Yeah, that's a nice brick. Remember Philip Lindsay from the last episode, The Broncos Running Back? Guess how he broke all those records. I'm telling his secret right now, so I hope he's not upset about that. I've watched how he did it. He did it by taking what? One well-placed step at a time. One well-placed step, then another well-placed step. Misses one tackle, then another. One step at a time. Want to paint your house, clean your garage, make chapbooks for your family, save up for that trip, repair the relationship, feeling overwhelmed to do it? Well, don't paint your whole house. Just paint one wall at a time, and then another wall, and eventually the house is painted. What can you do? What can you do one brick at a time? One, one totally conscious and purposeful rainbow moment at a time. Fully immersed in the colors, the shapes, soaking all the moment has to offer. Our life is really just as transient as the rainbow. The only time you are alive is right now. So if that's all you got, do you really want to spend it rehearsing too much about a particular future moment that may or may not come? Or regretting the past? I remember that Garth, that Garth Brooks song from the last episode. Right? You're not alive if you're standing outside the fire. There may be pain, like, like his other song that goes, you could have missed the pain, but then you'd miss the dance. Dance on your rainbow. If we agree that the future is the result of what you do now, then if we really want a better future, instead of time traveling to it in our heads, make this moment here a masterpiece and the future canvas will come together beautifully. Think about the tree. If the tree worried about the future, it wouldn't even bother growing leaves. Like, guys, what's the point? Winter is going to be here in six months. Why bother growing leaves? That's why uh, you know Thoreau said, "Live in the present, launch yourself on every wave, find eternity in each moment, find eternity." in each moment. The most important time is right now that you're listening to this podcast. It's the most important time. Now, I realize, of course, that how self-benefiting that seems. But once you're done listening, then that moment will be the most important time. When was the last time you took a shower and felt the bubbles running down your neck, the soap foaming in your ear, the steam lofting out of the glass, the, the hair clogging the drain at your toes? Or do we just time travel somewhere else besides the shower? At that moment, taking a shower is the most important time in your life. Be with it. Experience it fully. I can't tell you how many times I've taken a shower with my body and yet my mind was drifting away to some future more important moment. I'm not even sure if I shampooed or so I shampoo again. When you fight with your spouse and they call you, they call you that one thing that really boils you, that really hurts you, and you feel that pain and it's so uncomfortable. The most important time in your life is the fight. 
is that uncomfortable pain. It's listening to, to, that, to those messengers there. What do those messengers say? Right? How can you be a better version of yourself in this relationship? The most important moment is not once upon a time when I make up with my spouse. It's the fight. It's the conflict in the now. Experience it fully. And if we do, instead of numbing out and disassociating from the rotten pain, the lesson and growth will be so clear, so vivid, and will reprogram the neurons automatically to the measures necessary to avoid that similar conflict next time. No matter how trivial the moment, if you are chewing your food, walking down the stairs, drinking a glass of water, are you thinking, what does this water taste like? What does water taste like? What's the temperature of this water? Look how dirty my glass is. That's why yoga and meditation is so wonderful. It trains us to focus on the virality, on the meaningfulness of each breath, each swallow of air. Or you may be serving for championship point or pitching a new huge contract to a client, deciding on which stock to purchase or figuring out how to parent. Like, Is grounding for the next two days actually going to work? Just, just do what I say, kid. No matter how trivial or meaningful the current activity, the only great things that have happened to you have been in the present. Nothing great ever happened in the future. Right? Come to think of it. That's because nothing ever did happen at all in the future. <laughs> so me, I'm not going to time travel anymore. I'm hanging it up. I'm destroying my flex capacitor. I'll leave that to Marty McFly. The person I'm with right now is the most important person of my life right now. The cashier, my spouse, my client, the sales guy on the phone, a neighbor, whoever you are looking at the rainbow with, whether painful or enjoyable, make that moment as great as you can before it's gone. That exact moment, the exact rainbow with all its variables will never reappear. My mom has inspired me with her Miss Broadway shows. She spent decades singing, uplifting, and entertaining seniors. I used to always tag along. So I've spent a lot of time around senior citizens. When I was younger, it used to creep me out. Ever notice how when you're with a senior citizen, they just stare at you. Their eyes aged and wrinkled. They just look at you. Not at their phone or at the door to see when they can go back to their room. Or if someone else more important might visit. They just rest on you. I think it's because they are more sensitive to the rainbows, to how temporary they are. Really, if we broke it down, each breath is a rainbow moment. And we all only get a certain number of rainbows before the final one burns off. This, uh, uh, this reminds me of a story that I'll never forget, ever. It's like seared and etched and weaved all through my DNA. It's about my grandpa. He was a great dude. As a senior citizen, he was mayor of South Jordan, Utah for something like 12 years. He fought his fair share of city conflicts, trying to get to the other side of them, getting the fast-growing city to the type of budget, organization, and quality he envisioned. In his late 80s, he experienced health issues and was dying, fading in and out of coherent consciousness. The governor of Utah came over to the house to pay his respects and honor him for his years of meaningful public service. And my grandma led him to the back room, knocked on the door, and led the governor in. Honey, she said, wake up. Are you there? 
You have a visitor. There's a very important person here to see you. My grandpa swallowed, looking at the ceiling, and said, I never met a person who wasn't important. I never met a person who wasn't important. Glad I got through that story without crying. Talk about seeing the rainbow. I mean, whoever I'm with in the moment, they may not be the most important person of my life, but they are the most important person in my life at that time. So may I treat them as such. Since recording this episode, instead of just responding to my kid with a, yeah, mm-hmm, oh, hey, cool, buddy. When my kid jumps his scooter and says, hey, did you see that? I no longer just say, mm-hmm, oh, cool. I say, wow, that you just got three feet of air. What's your secret, huh? Or they say, look at this Lego I made. I engage. Hey, interesting design. Tell me more about it. I tell myself, I tell my family, I tell my family, hey, you guys, you guys are the most important thing in my life. Uh-huh. If that's actually true, then why am I scrolling through my phone during dinner looking for the next work email, the next better house for sale, the next text, the next thing to buy, something, something that will transport me to a better moment than being with my family at dinner. It's kind of sad. I have my go-to regurgitations. Oh, yeah. Hey, cool. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Now, Now, I don't have, now, like with this episode, I'm thinking, I don't have to be dad of the year, okay? I can just be dad of the dinner, dad of the scooter moment. You know know what's cool? You know what's cool is dad of the day. You know, I am dad of the day. One rainbow brick at a time. Cut, mud, place, tap, tap, nudge, nudge, get the ruler out. Yeah, yeah, that. Lots of hell of a well-placed dad brick. You don't have to save your marriage. Just change today. Even if they are resistant or they don't give you love back, if there's so much pain to work through, you don't have to conquer depression and anxiety out of your life. Right? Just just this morning. Right? Just today. You don't have to beat that illness. You don't have to double your business this year. Just today, just today, just tap, tap, nudge, nudge, one well-placed rainbow brick at a time. I've been thinking about COVID. There's lots to worry about COVID, if you didn't know. And when I hear the COVID worries knocking, I've been saying, oh, hello, what do you want me to know? Oh, I don't want to die or lose my loved ones. Hmm, okay, well, since I don't know if that's going to happen or not, what can I do about that, that feeling, that message that I'm getting right now? Okay, well, I can show up more as a parent, as a sibling, as a neighbor, right? How can I give this love and concern to enjoy these relationships before the rainbow disappears? That's why COVID worries us so much, right? We are worried that the rainbow will burn out and be gone. One thing I appreciate about COVID is it's such a big wake-up moment for how fragile all this is. It's so fragile. Fragile, you know? Must be Italian, right? We had everything planned out. We had the sports teams. We had the work trips. You know, we're just doing our, 
what we thought was a permanent life. And then people are getting sick. Then gyms are shutting down. Then schools shut down. Then friends are getting laid off. COVID is a reminder that all this is so temporary. And I'm in balance. Of course, there's things I hate about it too, right? And but one of the things I've come to love about these COVID rainbows, as I call them, is like, quick, look, there's a COVID rainbow every morning when I wake up. And I've been doing this for years, but it means a lot more now. I touch my heart, put my hand on my heart, and I'm so grateful just to be alive today. Today I am successful just because I'm alive. That's my baseline for success. Everything above that is just cream. Those I love are alive t- today. I'm not sure about tomorrow, but I'm grateful for that today. COVID's really taught me to not take things for granted. It's given me appreciation for how wobbly the future is. Not taking my kids' school for granted or having a job or having food or having toilet paper, right? Like I'm like, wow, this toilet paper right here today is three-ply. What a great rainbow moment. I don't know if we'll get a vaccine, if kids will be online learning for another year, maybe two years, if there will be more outbreaks. I don't know. Maybe. Then again, maybe not, says the Taoist farmer. I'm grateful COVID gives me some chances to see how temporary all this is. We're all home today. Can we dance across the rainbow and see the colors today? My parents are doing well and healthy today. Can I call them and tell them how much I love them or have some groceries delivered to them? Today I have a job. Can I make it a masterpiece place day? Tap, tap, nudge, nudge. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, Jesus said. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And later in the Philippians it says, don't be overly anxious about anything, but in everything give prayer and thanksgiving. My youngest son does something pretty cool. And buddy, if you listen to this podcast someday when you're all grown up, I hope you never change. I keep doing this. So my son, he eats his cereal from a plate. Well, a plate and a bowl. Let me explain. Ever since he was like three, my son pours his cereal on a plate. And then he gets a bowl and fills it with milk. Just milk. Doesn't matter what kind of cereal he's having. It could be Life, Cheerios, Kicks, Frosted Flakes. He takes one square of Life cereal from the plate. He drops it into the milk. Enjoys that bite. Then takes another square of life off the plate and drops it into the milk. At first, I think he did it because he didn't like the other pieces of cereal to get soggy. But now, after doing it for four years, he just automatically does it with every time, every cereal, even if it doesn't get soggy. Something small like Cheerios, he'll put a handful in, just enough for one spoonful. Sometimes it takes him like 20 minutes to have a bowl of cereal. Regardless, he will sit there and enjoy each individual bite of cereal. Not me, right? Sometimes I don't even know what I'm having for breakfast. My mouth, it just is moving up and down and swallows periodically. For me, I just pour whatever cereal I have. I grab whatever box we have, and then I pile on as much as I can on the spoon. I mean, let's get this over with, right? I need to get this over as quickly as I can so I can get to the next more important moment in my life. Sometimes I'm so busy going over email and stray thoughts running through my mind to even appreciate a bite. So for my homework preparing for this episode, I decided today I'm going to eat cereal like my son. So I got out a plate and a bowl and I sat next to him. Oh, that moment, that bite, it was the most important time of my life. 
You should try that. Just try it once. Try eating cereal once like that. See if you're, you know, see if any perspective change for you. The other night I was buttering my toast and I could see I was time traveling to some future moment, telling myself a once upon a time story. No, 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 no. I stopped myself. I remembered this episode. I'm, I, I'm buttering my toast right now. It's the most important time in my life. See, see how the butter spreads to each corner of the toast. Is it evenly spread? What color is it? Is it more whitish, more yellowish? I really enjoyed buttering my toast last night. How was your day? How was my day? Oh, man, let me tell you about this toast I buttered, right? When my wife was talking, I didn't have to ask her to repeat anything like usual. I was listening to every word, seeing how her face animated each word, noticing how each thing she said made me feel, looking at her eyes like the old people when you visit them, just oddly and uncomfortably staring, enjoying the moment, enjoying that we were talking about which day to sign our boys up for soccer, if that would work with our family calendar. If, you know, normally, and sadly, I would phase out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever you think's best, yeah. Are you a good listener? I'm not. Not really. That's why I did this episode. Right? For me, right now, I'm a three dad. Right? How many dads or moms are you? How many, how many honeys are you? Right now, it takes my kids three dads to get my attention. Dad. 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 Too many times, I tell my wife, honey, honey, honey. Oh, uh, Sorry, I, I missed that. Can you, can you tell me, can you repeat what were you saying? I'm not looking at this rainbow. I'm not satisfied with this moment. I'm thinking about some future moment that will be better than this one. All right, how's that deal coming that I'm working on? Is it going to close soon? I'm so much closer to that big bonus. Huh? Dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. No, Jones. That's merely slippery leprechaun fool's gold. Fool's gold. The real gold is the rainbow. How many podcast downloads am I getting? What about that cabin up in the the mountains? I better check my phone again to see if that 20-acre lot for sale with all the deer and the river is still waiting for me, even though I don't even have the money for it today. But yeah, that fake future moment will be so much better than this current measly mediocre one. Is the next moment better than this moment? Well, maybe, maybe not, says the Taoist farmer. It's interesting. I've been married to my wife for over 6,000 days. I woke up next to her for over 6,000 days. But today when we woke up, I realized none of that was real. Only this day. Only waking up with her mattered today. And it didn't matter if we just had a fight, if we were experiencing a season of busyness, of being more parents than lovers. Didn't matter if we had a highlight week of ravishing each other wildly last week. Didn't matter if next week we were going to take a weekend getaway. Because only this day that we woke up together is in my control. This is the day I can influence. This is the moment I can experience. It's the only real day. And it's a gift. If I focus on this fleeting rainbow moment, I can, I can create a masterpiece of rainbow colors. What else about rainbows? What about that proverbial pot of gold? 
It isn't at the end of the rainbow. The rainbow isn't a means to an end. The rainbow is the pot of gold. That moment of full awareness and consciousness, dancing across all your colors of your rainbow. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows really if that stock you buy will work out? Who knows really if your marriage will last? Maybe you'll die early, right? Maybe you'll live to 100. Maybe you'll get divorced. Maybe, maybe this, maybe that. So all the better to make today the best day of your marriage. Who knows if your kid will invite you to come visit to see the grandkids or pick up the phone when you call? Who knows if you'll live in this house for another decade or another month? So I mean, make the house great today. Who knows if your kid will make the team, get accepted to that school, be a doctor, or watch TV in your basement until he's 30? Who knows if you will close that acquisition, hire the right people, sell your business at the right time, or have enough money in the bank to retire, or if you keep doubling your business every year? Who knows if you'll be part of the possible COVID layoffs at your company? We don't know these things. What we can know is this moment right here. I know this moment. And it's not a means to some future better moment in your life. This is the moment, the only real moment. What we do know here shortly is that this rainbow moment, exactly how it is with these anti-solar points, it will burn off. It is temporary. We will never be here again. So I'm learning to relish my rainbow moments. And, and the math works well if we run it backwards too. Because let's say you don't like this moment. <laughs> don't worry. It also won't be here for long. Keep looking and noticing how is your life working for you? you know, how, how might you be growing from this challenge? I bet there's some benefits here. It too will burn off. And then a new rainbow will appear in a different part of your sky. These days, there's a lot of talk about cell phones, how they prohibit interaction, how we focus more on these phones than the people we are with. Go to any airport departure gate and everyone is looking down at a device, except for maybe a few of those people who have those things that have paper in it and they're holding their hands, right? But our phones aren't the problem. It's not, it's, it's not the phone's fault we are texting during dinner. It's like, stop jumping in my hands. It's not the phone's fault we're leaving this moment to time travel somewhere else. It's not our phone's fault we tell our spouse, hey, let's watch Netflix together tonight. And then I'm checking work email and sports score and catching up on text during the show. Right? That's right. My phone made me do it. <laughs> That's like saying, my money is the problem. It's constantly spending itself. And don't wish for less screen time. Wish for more conscious living. Next time you reach for it, try this exercise. Maybe just ask yourself when you're reaching for the phone, hmm, what's wrong with this moment? Why am I trying to leave? Let's close the curtain today. Let's close it up. If we can't be fulfilled with what we have right now, with where we are right now, then we won't be fulfilled with whatever we get in the future. I wear a watch my wife bought me like 15 years ago, and the battery died years ago, and the hands don't move, all right? It's stuck in the same position, but I still wear the watch because when I look at it, it reminds me of the only real time, the most important time. The time is now. 
What other time could there be? The time is now to take another chance again on yourself, to make our rainbow moments as colorful as possible because the world needs who you are meant to be. So be it.